Chelsea Amber here from Christian Guitar Girls, an encouraging community for women who play guitar and who love Jesus and the bass guitar too. And as you know, we're doing interviews with other women in ministry or in the music industry. And these interviews are available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm so excited to be able to do these to provide some encouragement and some you know, tips and advice for, for your journey. And uh, we have some exciting news. I want to equip women to reach their guitar goals. So I do have a free ebook that is brand new. It's called The Christian Guitar Girls Practice Plan. And it's designed to help you create effective goals and also create the plan to be able to reach those goals. So if you are looking to create an efficient practice time and to see progress on the guitar, you can go to christianguitargirls.com slash practice plan. So now we're going to get into the interview. And today we have Christine Paddock. She is a Christian guitar girl who lives on five acres of prairie near Rivers, or Rivers Manitoba. I almost said Alberta there for a second. <laughs> Manitoba. <laughs> she divides her time between her family, teaching piano, and leading music at her local church. Christine has been writing songs and singing for over 20 years in her living room. But when COVID-19 hit in 2020, she knew it was time to step out. So we're going to hear about how she got the courage to do that. So welcome to the podcast, Christine. Thank you, Chelsea. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. And we actually have a mutual friend through our friend Jaylene Johnson, who, spoiler alert, is going to be coming up on the podcast in a, in a future episode. Um, Jaylene is really awesome. So shout out to Jaylene. Um, but yeah, so we I guess we've she introduced you to the Facebook group and mm -hmm. then we and then that's how we met. And now we're here chatting and you yeah. get to. The rest of the ladies in the Facebook group will now be able to find out who Christine Paddock is, hear your story. Um, so first of all, what are you drinking? I see a cool mug in front of you. This mug is a, a really cool mug for my friend. It says, never stop dreaming. Oh, and I love that. And it has just some nice water in it. <laughs> Water's the exciting. best. Water's yeah. the best, yeah. And it's a, yeah. for those of you who are listening and maybe can't see, her mug is this nice blue color. And yeah. then the the words "Never Stop Dreaming" are imprinted on the front, and yeah, it's really nice. I like that mug. Yeah, water's the best. I have green yeah. tea. I always, uh, not always, almost always have a green tea each day. Sometimes I'll switch it up, but green tea is my go-to. So, hooray for that! Hooray for antioxidants. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So let's get into your story. Uh, I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit about the beginning of your journey in worship. On your website, you have the tagline, Unfollow Fear. And prior to this interview, you had mentioned to me that worship ministry had helped you overcome your fear of singing and expressing. So can you share with us a little bit about how it did that? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, well, fear has been a, a lifelong struggle for me. I grew up as a very painfully shy person in a family mm -hmm. of introverts. Uh, we're pretty private, reserved people. And on top of that, I was a perfectionist. So mm -hmm. uh, super sensitive perfectionist. And um, so fear was kind of uh, kind of a daily companion in my life. Um, and uh yeah, so expressing myself wasn't something that I felt free to do. Mm. Um, 
I took piano lessons all my life, but I, I kind of held back from actually uh, putting any heart into it. So I would like not do dynamics even because to me that was too expressive. <laughs> so mm-hmm. just really bound up with that shy, shy personality. Um, so for me, worship has been um, amazing because, uh, and it was a long process, a long journey for me to, to learn to worship God. Uh, worship basically took my eyes off of myself is, mm. is kind of the bottom line because as a perfectionist, um, <clears throat> my greatest fear was failure and humiliation and making mistakes and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like I couldn't stand to do any kind of audition or even piano recitals were a nightmare. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. So for me, worship was um, something I didn't discover until probably, I guess, my 20s, maybe, like early, early 20s um, because I was in uh, a university a program for music and um, there was just so many people around me that would pull out their guitar and and sing and worship just so freely and um, I would be just just inspired by their passion uh, went to all kinds of groups and and watch and learn like kind of participated in small groups of worship and larger groups of worship and I saw people that were so expressive and so passionate about God. And for me, um, I had grown up just so reserved in my relationship with God and just in my, you know, the type of church I was in and stuff. So that was so inspiring. And I just wanted to, it just helped me connect with God, I guess. Music helped me connect with God. So, but I didn't get into worship leading right away. That took about, oh, 10 years or more (laughs) before I got into that. Yeah, yeah, because one I was step at a time. To, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was always trying to <clears throat> make sure no one could hear me sing. You know, mm-hmm. I had only experienced choirs growing up where you, I just sang quiet enough that no one could hear me. And mm-hmm. and then God challenged me in my early twenties, it just to um, stop worrying about what people think. And mm-hmm. um, you know, worship is about your focus. And and as I, the more I focused on God and the more I grew in a, in a relationship, a connection with God, the more I was able to um, say, you know what, I'm going to make a joyful noise instead of worrying about how weak my voice is or how to out of tune or whether, you know, someone's going to whatever. Um, just this isn't about me basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and, and so, yeah, over, over time, that was a, that was a process and uh but I wasn't willing to hold a microphone or get up in front of people, but I was able to just kind of go for it in, in these little groups and eventually got into a position where I was singing back up in a church and then I was asked to lead uh, worship eventually. So it was a long mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I feel encouraged that you were able to overcome perfectionism. And I love what you said about how it's about focus because perfectionism really is very self focused. It's kind of like mm-hmm. you're you're earning your worth based on whatever kind of performance you did. Whereas worship, you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about God. And I just, I love that. I love that reminder. I think that a lot of women struggle with perfectionism and as a result, you know, feel shy to put up their hand to say, oh, I'll, I'll serve in this way. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I love that, you know, that's part of your story, overcoming that, shifting your focus to God. Now, you had mentioned that you were learning piano and that you really struggled with that perfectionism and the, the, you know, kind of holding back within piano. 
but now you do play guitar. So can you tell us a little bit about the difference between when you learned piano and then when you shifted over to playing guitar? Yeah, um, well, I started really young with piano. I took lessons since I was about four and I just kept going. But for me, piano was kind of the classical training where you're trying to get the right fingering, you're trying to get the right notes all the time and just mm -hmm. really, really glued to what is on the page. And so I didn't really learn you know, how to improvise or play by ear or any of that. And I still struggle, I guess, with that mentality of sometimes with piano, um, but guitar. Uh, so I didn't play guitar until I was probably, gosh, 19 or 20, um, because I was in a music program and we needed, uh, my major was piano and uh, we needed a minor. And so I was like, well, I don't know any other instruments. And so I was going to have to pick a random instrument. And I was too scared to pick singing. So uh -huh. I, thought, I thought, man, it would be cool to learn guitar. So I took two years of guitar in that degree. And it was all classical. So I had no idea how to strum or anything like that. Wow. Um, yeah. But I had, like I said, other friends that, that were Christians within that program that would sit down and just play worship songs. And, um, and so... I just started playing and trying to learn chords on my own with CDs and just, um, yeah, slowly and painfully. My strumming was just, I had no sense of rhythm at all. <laughs> like, okay, I just try to fit within this recording that I'm listening to. And it was, it wasn't something that I would say was like easy and natural um, for me, but it, it came over time. I remember in a, a small little country church that I went to when I was newly married and and I asked them if I could sit in the front row of the church and play the band, but not be plugged in. So you couldn't uh, hear me, you know, that the yeah. band all had their amplifiers or whatever. And I would just strum along to try and see if I could get the hang of it, just sit in the front. <laughs> so they did, they let me do that. So it was really, cool. really neat. Yeah. That's actually a really cool so, idea if for, yeah. for anyone who kind of wants to test the waters of, of helping out in worship ministry, but they're not sure they're ready yet to just kind of, you know, not be plugged in and, mm -hmm. you know, participate in that way. Is actually, that's a really cool stepping stone. Thank you for yeah. that that little tib tidbit. I love that. Yeah, it's a good way to support other people that are learning too, you know, just mm -hmm. let them have a, have a go at it while you're playing and yeah. Yeah, yeah. any worship so. pastors who may be tuning in, this, mm -hmm. this would be a neat idea for kind of bringing people into the fold a little bit uh, in terms of, you know, helping them mm -hmm. get their feet wet. Um, and, and yeah. Yeah. And so you've, I've heard a, a thread between the connection, your, your, the connection between music and your relationship with God. It sounds like they're quite intertwined. Can you share a little bit more about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That could be a long story. Um, <laughs> I guess for me, music is um, one of the, one of the big ways that I feel God, I guess, experience mm. God, um, connect with God. Um, nature would be another big one for me being out in nature. Um, but for me, music, I remember growing up and, and we had big choirs in the church I was in and, and I was in some choirs and just the, the sound of that music, we would mm. sing every Easter Sunday, we would sing the hallelujah chorus and it just, wow. oh, it just moved me. Now I didn't understand all the concepts necessarily as a kid, but I, the music moved me and I just, you know, growing up, I, Christmas carols were my favorite part of Christmas and, so there was a little thread there all along. Um, but yeah, I think music 
it, it's interesting because at the end of my in my high school years and actually all through all through school, I was very academic. I was mm. very you know into trying to get perfectionist straight A's and all that kind of stuff. And and I had planned to go into um, be a, become a veterinarian. So oh. at, yeah, I love animals. So at the end of grade twelve, I was all registered for science, but. Um, mm-hmm. But just in my late teens, I'd say around 16, seven, yeah, 16 years old, I was when I kind of gave my my heart to Jesus in a different way that that I just was allowing him or asking him to kind of guide and bring me into his plan, right? But I didn't know what that would actually mean. And I certainly didn't expect what happened next, which was that, mm-hmm. well, I'll, I'll condense this, but basically within two weeks before starting university, I got into music and in a totally different city, in a different university, and I was suddenly um, canceling my science courses um, and wow. going into music. And it was a total God thing. I, I mean, I could tell the whole story, but it, you know, it was it was amazing. And um, at the time, I didn't know why I was going into music. I honestly mm. didn't. I just was mm. like, oh, I'm kind of interested, but I didn't expect a career or anything like that. So for me, that just kept going. Um, you know, even though I didn't necessarily know where I was going with it, I never saw worship as being an area for me that I would get into. But it just mm. one thing led to another. And, and and part of it's the people you meet along the way, right, that inspire you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, music That's is a huge. Cool. Yeah, it's how I express, too. Like, I use music for my own uh, prayers. A lot of the songs that I wrote over the years were just little simple prayers you know, to God or worship songs, ways to express. Cause I was always very, mm, I was mm-hmm. very talkative in some ways, very talkative, but not necessarily vulnerable oh, okay. and, letting, and letting my heart out. So for me, mm. that, that, that music has been a way to express that, um, mm. that connection with God and experience that the love of God, I guess, and feel, feel the truths that we know in our heads, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. The, how it, I love how uh, music, well, well, I'd say well-written <laughs> music, yeah. uh, specifically worship music, it does communicate the, the truth of God. I say well-written because mm-hmm. there are, you know, it's possible to write a song that isn't quite biblically aligned, but for those, for those songs that are very biblically aligned, it really does help us to remember and celebrate the truth of God. And uh, what you said about, uh, you know, switching your degrees at the last minute. Wow. Uh, that reminded yeah. me of Abraham where he yeah. said, you know, just, uh, you know, leave and I'll, I'll show you where to go. Just, you just mm-hmm. need to leave your homeland and, <laughs> you know, um, so that's kind of what it reminded. Is that what it felt like? Kind of God was well, like, yeah. okay, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it did because I was so unconfident, so fearful that I didn't want to move out like mm. uh, of my parents' home. Like, so I was leaving to go live in a city where I didn't know a single person by myself. Mm. And I was not a brave, you know, outgoing person. Um, so I was forced to really step out of my shell. But yeah, I had no idea where I was going and mm. why. And even throughout the degree, every year I'd be like, why am I here? Should I be here? <laughs> because there were so many talented people there that had a very clear path with music. Whereas for me, I wasn't, I was, I was just your average person that took piano lessons all my life I wasn't anything extra you know in that way so I wasn't sure why I was there but uh yeah yeah it was quite the change 
Mm -hmm. It sounds like God was faithful in leading you in that direction. So I love that that we can trust him with his leading. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit because you have a song out. And I'm just going to read. There's a quote here from Brian Dirksen. Um, Shout out to Brian. He wrote, Now is the Time to Worship. Love that song. Um, Mm -hmm. It says, Christine's tender, hopeful song about these strange times is just what we need now. I love the way the lyrics and the melody tell the collective story of what we are in the middle of and remind, or sorry, remains beyond our control. Most of all, I love the way this song gently reminds us that we are not alone in these strange times. So he's speaking about your your single, and it, in 2020, you went from doing ministry in your home and at your local church to then branching out and pursuing a lifelong dream of putting out a new single. So where did the motivation come to finally pursue that dream? What inspired this new song? Um, well, I I guess because COVID, when it came in, in March 2020, there uh, my life came to a complete halt. And I was in a very busy season for quite a few years before that. Um, so I had all my jobs, responsibilities, everything was kind of stopped. So yeah, it, it, it gave me the space to reflect in ways that I hadn't been able to for a long time, um, which was great. Um, and I guess about six weeks into the first lockdown, um, there in, in about the end of April, I was just kind of writing out, uh, well, I do a lot of journaling or I was doing a lot of journaling at that point that I hadn't had time to do for a while. And it was great. And um, so the strange times, which is the name of the song is just was a song where I was kind of reflecting on what I was learning during pandemic or what I was feeling. Um, The questions that God was asking me in my own heart as I was, you know, reflecting was what are you holding on to? And what are you letting go? And, and because, you know, I, at that time, my job was to teach piano in the school and, you know, suddenly they were like, you can't come back. Um, and it was, it was an interesting day because I just was, you know, at, at the school to go teach and I came in they're like, you can stay for today, but after this, you can't come back. And just as I drove, yeah. And then I drove to this, I had two schools in this little town rivers. Um, and as I drove to the second school, a, a bald eagle kind of swooped right down in front of my vehicle, which by the way, I never see bald eagles in the middle of the town. Um, and it just circled just right where I could see it. No no one else was out. No one saw it except me. And I just knew God was sending that eagle for me. And and then it did three circles over the school roof and then it disappeared. I couldn't even see where it went. It was just gone. Hmm. And I just was so moved. And I felt like, you know, God was saying, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Because at that time I knew this is over. Like this opportunity to teach in the school is over. Wow. Um, and so, uh, but I was, I was feeling a sense of anticipation, I guess, rather than being crushed and devastated or whatever. So, yeah, um, that was, well, I, that yeah. was good. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh, I just, I love that you, how you said you, I was feeling anticipation instead of feeling crushed. I think a lot of times when something that we think, okay, this is where, this is where I'm headed. Uh, and then, you know, plans change, <laughs> a pandemic yeah. hits or whatever, and, you know, things yeah. happen. Uh, people can yeah. take the opposite of feeling like, oh, everything's over, you know, n- not dreaming of the future or anticipating what God could be doing next. So I right. love that you had that that 
expectation and anticipation for for whatever season he was leading you into next. Yeah. yeah so then, kind of a, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, so then that led you to write the song, or how did that? Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. It, it, it did. Like I was kind of on an inner journey. So for me, because my external stuff stopped, I know for some people that got busier in COVID. For me. Mm. I got into a season of, of really like introspection, I guess, and, and, and prayer and reflection. And one of the journey, the journey that God was taking me on was identity. Hmm. So as far as what are you holding on to? For me, that meant like, where is your identity? What is your identity in, in, and, you know, should it be there? You know, or is it in the right things? Are there some things that I maybe need to let go of? Mm. Um, so yes, in the case of that job, I was able to, to let go. Um, I think because like I said, I could just sense that God was, God was in it. So that meant it was going to be good. But yeah, the song, the song is all about feeling sort of unmoored and uncertain and, and not sure what's going to happen next. Mm. And it was a strange feeling just, you know, it gave me such an eternal perspective, I guess, to step mm. back during the pandemic and go, well, what really matters? Yeah. And I think that for me, like at that time I wrote the song, I didn't really, I didn't have any thought of recording it or releasing it, but oh. I did. Fe- yeah, no, but I did feel a sense of bravery in that I was like, it's time to take some risks. It's time mm. to get bold because life is short and the pandemic sort of made me realize, you know, how many things we take for granted or I take for granted. Yes. Um, and so because I had a connection with Brian Dirksen, which is another really cool story <laughs> that we maybe <laughs> don't have time for. But um, do you have a Coles I, Notes version of that story? A little a little um, quick. Well, in 2018, I, I was a I was accepted as one of 12 people to go to his um, in person at his home, a songwriting retreat. Very cool. So yeah, and it never it hadn't happened before. And it hadn't happened since. <laughs> so mm. yeah, and, and so because of that, I knew him and I had his email. So I emailed him um, a couple times in the spring and just said, Hey, you know, here's what's happening. And, and I felt it's always nerve wracking to do that. Because I'm like, he's too important to talk to me. <laughs> Why did I email him? I've only met him for the one weekend. Um, Brian's so awesome. He's so he? kind, so he generous. Is. Yeah. He is so kind. And Shout out to so... Brian if you're listening. I'll have to send him this <laughs> this episode to make sure he knows that we that we yeah. think very highly of him. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and I learned so much that weekend. It was incredible actually, but it was a amazing weekend. But mm. yeah, so I kept I kept kind of emailing him and I said, Hey, you know, here's here's some of the songwriting I've been doing. If you have time to listen or give me some feedback. And I sent one of the songs was the the strange times one and eventually he had time to reply and he he uh he actually said well let me call you and then we yeah so that was from that was not till about august um that summer and so in august he kind of gave me such a huge encouragement and he said oh this strange times it really resonates and and he felt it was a finished song Mm. and and i said oh well you know i it just kind of got into the thing about maybe releasing it because it was so specific to what we were going through Mm -hmm. so it seemed so it seemed like relevant to share now and I didn't really have any other way of sharing it because of course we're all locked in our houses right no church no nothing going on and so and then he connected me with Jaylene Johnson it was Brian that said you know what she's not Mm -hmm. too far from you it's about a three-hour drive for me to Winnipeg so 
you know, maybe you can connect to her. And, and that led to doing this, this single. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jaylene is such an encouragement and such a powerhouse. You know, yeah. just for if, <laughs> I, I should say that um, if anybody's looking for, you know, if you have a, a radio single or something that you want to, that you need a co-writer on, definitely reach out to Jaylene, who will be on the podcast very soon. Um, yeah, it seems like God really, really directed your steps in putting out this single. I watched the music video. It's really well done. And I would encourage everybody to to yeah. tune in and watch the music video as well. So speaking of that, um, where can people find you online? Uh, well, I have a website. It's www.christinepaddock.com. So hopefully we'll have it up on the on the links for this. But yep. yeah, and we will yeah, definitely do good. that. Okay, so christinepaddock.com. We'll put the link in the show notes and the YouTube video notes for however you are tuning into this interview. And I just want to end off with one last question. Now, let's say there is another woman out there who maybe is feeling very scared to put out a single or scared to get involved in, in ministry or scared to pick up the guitar. Is there any word of encouragement or piece of advice that you can offer to that person who is standing on the edge of a yes and just feeling a little bit too scared? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, you're never too old because I was 48 when I put that song out last year. So awesome. Um, yeah. So that's a weird time to start doing a music thing like that. Um, or it seems weird. Most people that are putting out music are in their 20s and whatever. But which, yeah. can I interject here and just say, sure. I know there are lots of 20s, smart 20-somethings, yeah. but I just feel like being out of my 20s now that I have a lot more <laughs> understanding and I feel like we miss something with when ageism, I guess I'll call it, gets involved in the music industry because there's such a rich wisdom that comes with experience that you don't necessarily have, not everyone anyway. I can't speak for every 20-something, but... You know, there's just so much that someone can offer who is beyond their 20s. And yeah, so I just wanted to interject and say that for for any woman who's like, oh, I'm too old. No, you're not. (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry that I I needed to interject that. But keep going. Yes, you are not too old. It's never too late to dream. And I think it's Mm -hmm. important to to keep dreaming and to keep growing Mm -hmm. Um, and also not to let fear stop you from doing Mm -hmm. something so the unfollow fear was the two words that God gave me at the beginning of the pandemic, which was, it basically means you're not going to wait till you feel unafraid to do things. You're not, you're just going to not follow or obey the fear. Mm. So you may feel it, but you're going to defy that. And you're going to go the other way and, and find out what you're passionate about. I think passion uh, and dreams often lie on the other side of fear. We have to confront mm. fear to go to those things and it's worth it. Because that's when we experience God is when we're out on the water, not when we're safe in the boat. So um, I would just say, go for it. Um, Just surrender who you think you are. Surrender your limits to God that you think, I can't do that. I can't. And I'm still way in process with that. Like I struggle with that mentality, but I'm learning to not define myself, but allow God to define me and, and ask him to show me who I am through his eyes. That's so powerful. Um, yeah, we are so much greater than we think we are in when we're in God, right? Mm. So, so go for it. If you're thinking of doing it, go for it. Yeah, take the risk. Yes. 
-hmm. I will echo that with a resounding yes. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I want to encourage everyone to tune in to Christine's new single, and I will leave christinepaddock.com in the show notes for you to click, and you can go watch the music video and connect with her online. I want to thank you so much, Christine, for your time, for sharing your journey and how you overcame your your fears and also the encouragement that you provided for our listeners. Really enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, our listeners, if you enjoyed that chat, know that there are uh, many more to come and you can email me at info at christianguitargirls.com if you want to nominate someone to be on the podcast whether it's nominating yourself or someone else and just a reminder you can download the christian guitar girls practice plan ebook for free go to christianguitargirls.com slash practice plan and uh, i guess that's it for today so i'll catch you in the next episode and until then happy strumming